Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Hey, welcome to the basement. Friday's show, me and the warrior and friends and you hanging out. We have all kinds of stuff to talk about. There was a really, really entertaining electric uh, tackle football game last night between the Bills and the Rams. We'll talk about it. Our guy Josh Allen will come back next Tuesday, as he does each and every Tuesday. Lamar Jackson, they just didn't do the contract. He said, ah, screw it. Or he said, ah, screw it. And they're going to go into the season and play a game this Sunday with no contract. We're going to talk about that. And uh, what would you do to interview your boss? Let's say your boss just came and said, son or miss, ask me some questions. And you, uh, I have to do that today. Peyton Manning's coming on the show. Peyton Manning is in charge of this whole place. He is coming on the show. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. We're going to talk about, obviously, football, but the Manning cast, the Capital One College Bowl, the season. Peyton Manning! Uh, very excited for that. And I have to tell you a quick inside story about the basement here. Just as we're about to light this candle and start, intrepid, seasoned, respected producer Sam Pepper says, wait, 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 stop, stop, don't start the show. And we're like, what, what? We got breaking news here. Oh my God, my heart starts beating. What, what, what happened? What happened? Did, did Aaron Rodgers decide to retire out of nowhere? What, did they contract the league? Please don't tell me. And we lost another member of the British royal family. No, he goes, guys, guys, He's breathing all heavy, his palms are sweating, mom's spaghetti, all that stuff. And I'm like, just say it, Sam. And he says, A.J. Brown has been stung by a bee. And he's allergic to bees. And we're like, what? What? And we were going to retool the entire show to just make it kill the format, kill the rundown. Bills, pluh. Rams, pluh. A.J. Brown has been stung by a bee. That is the kind of keen editorial insight that gets you places. People want to know, how do I get into sports media? How do I do it? I tell you what, you jump in front of a train when the show's about to start. If a wide receiver for the Eagles, who's never played it down for them, gets stung by a bee, you have to stop. Apparently, A.J. Brown's okay. I hope he is. EpiPen situation. Uh, Sam Pepper, we'll hear more from you later. Let us know. Let us know uh, if anything else goes on. Like if, um, I don't know, let's say D.K. Metcalf has like a vicious hangnail or anything like that. Please keep us posted of all NFL wide receiver uh, incidents or run-ins with, with insects whatsoever. Bad mosquito bite. Scratch it. Scratch it. Wh- whoever it may be, Devontae Adams, let us know. Go to Sam Pepper for all those needs. In the meantime... Before we start, and give myself a shot. Go to the sky cam. Come on, I'm feeling that on a Friday. I get to my spot on the floor. Oh, I suck at this game. Why can't I make a shot? I'm on a cold streak. Oh, my God. I'm like Ben Simmons pulling up from the logo. I can't hit the shot. You know what, dude? Screw it. Start the show. We got bees. We got bricks. We got EpiPens. And we got what I love, what I hate, and what's hilarious on a Friday. How about them bills? How about them? Sound effect. Yeah! Um, sing it with me. Come on now. All year long. I like it when things are promised. Uh, they're going to be amazing. They're going to be so big and over the top. They're going to change your life. The iPhone. LeBron. Things that live up to the expectations. I got to say. Come on. Huh? I like. How about this guy? How about our guy? Our every Tuesday in the basement guy. I, I just compared the 2022 Buffalo Bills who won one game to the iPhone and to LeBron, and it feels good. It feels really good. Answer me this, if you will. 
How many teams that have four turnovers like they did last night win by three touchdowns on the road in week one against the defending world champs? Not a lot. That is the measure of how good this team is. Buffalo Bills did not play a great game. They didn't. Josh Allen looked like he was going to play a perfect game for a while. He didn't either. And yet they still crushed the Rams. They had a bad fumble. They had multiple interceptions. Not a clean game. And yet their team is so good that they smashed the Rams. The Rams did not get fleeced and lose all their good players and all their good coaches like Super Bowl champs. I saw them out there. I saw them on their back. Cooper Cup had about 27 catches and just killed it in the PPR leagues. Aaron Donald did the Aaron Donald thing, fine, and they got smoked by three touchdowns. That is why I am telling you, these people, me, crowing and literally screaming about the Buffalo Bills for months now, if not years, they're having a great day. I know there's a lot of people out there who want to see the Bills get smashed, and I kind of understand where you're coming from. I don't even disagree with you. The hype was a lot. We've talked about it. In a way, there would have been a kind of sick pleasure in seeing the Bills just, the Bills just get n- nasty, nasty beatdown job put on them last night. They didn't. They're really, really, really good. And can we just talk about the Josh Allen thing? Were you starting to think when he started 10 for 10, like, oh my God, this is going to be better than Phil Simms in the Super Bowl. He can't miss. And they're all kind of short and intermediate, but they were so damn accurate, and they were just BBs. And that's our guy. We'll come in. We'll talk to him all about it next Tuesday. And we'll hear about he. We talked about the movie Heat. He's going to watch on the plane. Obviously, he was very inspired by uh, Neil McCauley or Vincent Hanna. And we'll have to find out which one of those he liked better. Do you root for Pacino in that movie or do you root for De Niro? We'll find out all that stuff. But in the meantime, here's my favorite part. Because, sure, you throw. He threw well and he ran and he scored. He ran, did all the things you expect Josh Allen to do that he's done. So he stiff arms the crap out of that guy on third and seven. That poor defensive back from the Rams, who is five inches shorter than Josh and 40 pounds lighter and is way over his head. Stiff arms him, and then subsequently on the next drive when he scored his rushing touchdown, he's like, all right, you think that guy's too small? You think, you think he's too small? I'll go with Bobby Wagner, who's been an all-pro six times, and I will leap over him, and I will extend with the full Space Jam, with the full I Believe I Can Fly by a disavowed artist, and... Di- Bring out Aaron Donald next. Like, he was so ready. Uh, inside story, my son, uh, Calvin, is eight years old. There's a couple of twins on our block who are four, all right? Twin boys, nice kids, beautiful little children and everything. Calvin likes to run over and play with them and play football with them in the yard and have them holding on to one of his legs and dragging him down, and he can't because he's so much bigger. That's, I feel like, uh, my son gets a sick pleasure from that. That's how I feel like Josh was doing last night. He is the kid in the game who the mothers come down from the stands to go and take the other children, their sons, off the field because they think they got some sort of Danny Almonte situation where that kid in number 17 for the Bills, their birth certificate's obviously fake. I don't want my, my son, I don't want my little baby in his way. He was that nasty. And it's even nastier than you think. Because afterwards, he stiff-armed the guy I said on the third and seven. You've seen it a million times. Angry run city. Josh might win it in week one. So I'll give him a scepter on Good Morning Football, and it'll come on Tuesday the same day. It'll be a big day. However, Devin Singletary was talking about it afterwards. You see this? So Singletary, the Bills running back, was there really close to where it happened, the stiff arm, which, by the way, happened on the Rams sideline. If it happened on the Bills, they would have thrown a party. It would have been Mardi Gras. What the hell are the Rams going to say? They just watched one of their guys get their trachea ripped out. Singletary said, oh, yeah, and if you think that's bad, you think that's badass, he was laughing while he did it. Josh Allen was laughing as he threw that professional athlete down on the ground. Laughing. And there was another time in that same goal line sequence when he was going right to left before the Bobby Wagner Space Jam run where he did his own read and, like, I don't know if he read it wrong or whatever, but he kept the ball and, like, he was an RPO read and he got just smashed by three guys. They, they, the Rams defended it perfectly. He gets up and he's laughing. 
That is the thing where you hit someone as hard as you can and they laugh, or they're doing this extreme act of violence to you and they laugh. That means like you're sort of a psychotic axe murderer. That is the kind of guy we have. And did you see his demeanor afterwards? Everybody else and Von Miller's just doing the twerking and everybody's screaming and he's just like, go Bills. Like full on Dexter. This guy's demeanor is cold off the field. He's just like, we have a job to do, I'm here, but I can't get over the laugh. That'll be my takeaway from this game is that not only was he stiff-arming people and running them over, he was laughing at them. And it reminds me of something you do in a road rage situation. There's nothing that pisses them off more. In fact, let me get a quick sidebar on that. Quick sidebar here in the basement, please. Hit it. I have a thoughts on this. All right, so a quick sidebar. I always go up to the side cam, to the sky cam. Uh, I live in New York City, probably home to the most pissed off drivers in the world. If you think it's somebody else other than New Yorkers, please let me know. But I have found over years of field work that when I cut someone off, or they think I do, and they scream at you, and they ride the horn, and they give you the middle finger, do whatever you want, the best thing to do with them, the best, I'm, I'm telling you this, is to wave and laugh and smile at them. That, that takes their rage from a nine to a nine billion. You want to piss them off, of course. You want to give them the middle finger. You want to drive them into a ditch because you're angry too. Control that. Control that. That'll, that gives them what they want. They want to engage. If you smile and laugh, th that is you will win. Because they'll, they'll middle finger you even more. They'll get even more. What do you want to do from this situation in the road rage? You want to make them more upset, right? Right? We all do. Let's just admit it. We want to make that person upset. Wave at them. Smile at them and laugh audibly and you will win the road rage. It's the only way to do it. And then you get the hell out of there. That was Josh Allen last night smiling and laughing at the Rams players as they tried to tackle him. That is a quick sidebar. That's what we do. It. Trust me out there. Be safe out on those roads though. And if what I just told you to do gets you in trouble, don't tell them anybody that I told you to do it. Uh, Josh Allen, 1-0. Miami Dolphins with the champagne getting ready. We'll see. It's week one is a strange week. We'll talk about it a lot. But they lived up to the... I almost swore. I'm not supposed to swear here, and I respect the Omaha production shingle, especially with Peyton Manning coming on today. They lived up to the bleeping hype. But let's get to something that did not. Come with me, if you will, to what I hate. All right, what I hate, this is my take on just something I'm cynical about. I hate that Jalen Ramsey is still, I guess, wearing the belt of the best corner in the league. I don't hate Jalen Ramsey. I like him a lot. I think he's an interesting guy and a really good corner, and I especially like the way he tackles and he hits. But we, the, the belt, no. Why We're still getting this guy the belt? Let me get into what I mean by the belt. I think cornerback, even maybe as much as quarterback in a lot of ways, there is a, a consensus about who is the guy. Who has the strap? Who is the champion who sits on the throne with the crown, the belt, all that stuff, as the best corner in the league? I think it goes all the way back to the 80s. You know, you have the Daryl Green deal back in the day, and then obviously Dion shows up in the late 80s. Rod Woodson was there a little bit, sort of in the same time. Dion shows up in the late 80s, goes through into the early 90s, and it's just him, him, him. And then, you know, Dion gives up the belt sometime after Dallas. And then you get into Champ Bailey, and Champ Bailey has it, and then Darrell Revis has it. And it's, it's, it's passed down and down, and it's, it's clear that there is a fraternity of cornerbacks. Or who wears the belt? And on a given year, you know who wears it. And I think Jalen Ramsey has had it now for like three years. He doesn't get to have it anymore. This is the way this works. There's nothing personal. Jalen Ramsey, let's just get into this as a fact. And again, I'm not looking out to, to, to kill Jalen Ramsey. I like him. He doesn't get the belt. You don't get the belt. 
A boxer who's a heavyweight champ who gets knocked out three straight times, you don't get the belt. You don't get the belt if you're knocked out one straight time. Jalen Ramsey last night in the season in the season premiere, like it's a TV show, it felt like one, a rough one for him, was targeted seven times. He allowed six receptions in those seven targets, six receptions for 124 yards and two touchdowns. Per our friends at PFF, Pro Football Focus, Jalen Ramsey, the best corner in the game, with the strap, allowed a perfect passer rating when players thrown at him. 158.3. You're out. It, it, you, you cannot be standing there saying, I'm still the champ. It's, it doesn't end because I'll go back on this. Jalen Ramsey got beat deep, all right, by, by, by Stefan Diggs. And obviously, there was a miscommunication in the coverage. But I'm talking to Jason McCourty this morning, my, my defensive back in Good Morning Football. Ramsey messed up. And you know how you know he messed up? Because he didn't get up pointing at somebody else or saying, where were you? Where were you? He just knew he was beat. So it's not, fine, everybody gets beat. I don't care about that. Rivas got smoked by Randy Moss. He gets beat by Stefan Diggs. Let's go back to the Super Bowl. T. Higgins is still running, 90 yards it feels like, by Jalen Ramsey. He pulled his face mask, wah, wah, wah. You want to complain about that? Fine. Go back earlier in the playoffs last year. Mike Evans torches him. Torches him in what we thought was Tom Brady's last touchdown pass. So are you seeing what I'm saying? Look, it, Mike Tyson back in the day was the baddest guy ever. But if Leon Spinks broke his jaw in the middle of the ring, Mike Tyson loses that title, all right? There's other guys, too, who are saying, you know, the guys who sit ringside at UFC and the champs sitting there and they won or they lost and they go to them and they stand up and they try to start the fight. J.C. Jackson, Xavier Howard, Trey White, who will be back from injury before long in the Bills, Jair Alexander, get in there. Get in there. Because lately, Jalen Ramsey has been more Jake Paul than George Foreman. I hope he bounces back. And here's the problem. He won't bounce back. Not soon. I'll tell you why. Optics-wise, let me just pull up the old sked here on my smartphone. Um, he's got the Falcons. Talking about Jalen Ramsey. I don't see an opportunity for him to say, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop this. I'm going to get the belt back. I'm going to take on Devontae Adams. No, he doesn't have anybody in the schedule. He can't guard Cooper Cup because he's his teammate. Atlanta, I'm looking for a high-end wide receiver through which Jalen Ramsey can reclaim his, his reputation so he can get the belt back. Atlanta, no. Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. San Francisco, no. Debo's not that kind of player. Dallas, C.D. Lamb doesn't do it for me. Carolina, no. San Francisco again. Tampa Bay, here we go. Mike Evans. It's Julio for, the, for, this, for, for God's sake. Mike Evans, the last guy who got him in the playoffs, him. And then he's going to get Devontae. He's going to get D.K. Metcalf. He's got guys down the road. But it's going to take a long time. Jalen Ramsey's a great player. He is not the champ. You cannot get beat week after week, controversy, blown coverage, whatever it may be. Make any excuses you want for him. Good player. Best corner in the league right now? Absolutely not. I can't do it. And I hate that he still has the belt. Somebody take it from him. One of you other corners, get up and get it. Meanwhile, what's hilarious? Let's go. All right, I would file this under the kind of story that uh, my wonderful wife would send me. She would at me on Instagram or something like that. Oh, I thought you would think that was funny and you could use it for work. That's very nice, honey. It's kind of right in there. Or actually, it's not quite to the level that my mom would send it to me. It has to be um, like the Today Show for that to happen. And maybe it will, but here's the story. So a woman got revenge on her ex-boyfriend. This is, this is the story as it goes. Apparently it's true. By, uh, so they break up. She's not happy, obviously, and she wants to do something about it. So what do you do? How do you hurt a man? Do you 
do what uh, what's her name Carrie Underwood does and like key his car and slash all the tires. Don't do that. You'll be arrested. Carrie Underwood should be arrested in that song. I'm actually tempted to do a quick sidebar on Before He Cheats about how the whole message of that song is completely wrong. Your boyfriend cheats on Never mind. I can't go down the thing. I've always had a problem with that song. Got to stay focused here, guys. Peyton Manning is on today. The woman uh, decided she would take her revenge, not by taking his money or by you know going out and finding someone else to cheat on him with. She goes into his ESPN.com fantasy account. The guy probably has the password, you know, saved or whatever. She drops all his players. He's got his whole lineup. He's done his draft. The season's starting. Drops his players. And she decides that's not enough. You gotta drop all the players, and then all his like idiot, like mean friends would go claim them and put them on his roster when he's not looking. She could have done it there. That would have been a half measure. This woman, who I would like to meet, I'd like to have her on the show, decided, so what should I do? I'm also gonna refill his roster. I'm gonna go, because she pro- she obviously plays fantasy football and pays attention to football itself. She's got her own team, clearly. Because she goes and refills his roster with other players. So, this guy goes, log in, oh, i got to set my lineup, it's Thursday night. All his players are gone. Would you like to hear who his new lineup is? Would you? Because this woman has a sick sense of humor. Here we go. Starting quarterback, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> free agent. Free agent. Been a free agent for six years. Will be a free agent forever, for reasons we'll get into in another conversation. But Colin Kaepernick ain't coming off the bench, certainly not winning your fantasy week. All right, now here, she had one misstep. She gave him Kenyon Drake, who I think she thought was probably not on a team, but he's on the Ravens. So Kenyon Drake is now officially his ringer, because listen to the rest of these dudes. Uh, Duke Johnson, free agent. He's his running back, too. Who is that? Keelan Cole? Raiders practice squad. Not bad. That's one of her best players. It's Kenyon Drake and Keelan Cole. Maybe he'll get on the active. This is my favorite one. Why is this player available? Larry Fitzgerald is his wide receiver, too. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald just stepped at a broadcasting job. I feel like he hasn't played in a long time. And then the tight end, she gave him Gronk. So here's my take on this, like my hot take on this. Is this even really that bad? Could she have done worse? She gave him a running back in Kenyon Drake, who's got explosive speed and could give you some fantasy points. Gronk might come back. Um, I said no to, to Kaepernick, but... Uh, who knows? The world's changing quickly. Who knows? And then she got a practice squad guy. I would You know what I would have done? Here's my take on this. Worse fate than having any of these inactive retired players. I just would have loaded him up with just a bunch of Patriots running backs. I'm talking about the active ones. I'm talking about Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris. Just give it all, all to him. Because there is no hotter ring of hell as a fantasy football player than having Patriots running backs. I learned that lesson 15 years ago. The last Patriots running back I've ever had in fantasy was Corey Dillon. But it, you are resigned to a whole year of uh, weird, like funny business with the injury report, not saying who's going to start. You hear all week and all the insiders say, it's Ramondre Stevenson, it's Ramondre Stevenson. You put him in, you got both of them. Ramondre Stevenson is in the lineup. Let's go! You put on that Patriots game and it's bleeping Damian Harris and they're like, yeah, surprisingly, Ramondre was a, a last-second scratch. Belichick, you just ruined my whole year. What was that guy, Jonas Gray? Remember Jonas Gray? I think he had 70 fantasy points in one night as a Patriot, and then he missed a meeting, never played again in the league. I, I think he was never on the team again, and everybody picked him up. So my point is, I wish I could have told her, look, 
instead of just giving him players who are never going to play, give him players who are going to make him lose his mind, who are just going to drive him absolutely nuts. Social call-out. Uh, who, who is the player, your most frustrating fantasy player? I had a lot of problems with these guys. Austin Colley, remember him back in the day, Colts receiver? He had problems with concussions and stuff, which is really unsavory and, un- and sympathetic, and I feel bad for him. But, like, I'd be like, should I start him? Should I start him? Should I start him? Put him in. Oh, my God. There was a time when Darren Sproles was taking snaps from LT, and there was actually, if you remember LT's end of the time with, with the San Diego Chargers, it was like Darren Sproles might be starting over him. Darren Sproles pissed me off. Michael Turner, the burner, pissed me off. If she could have put players that would enrage him rather than... He had to be amused by this, right? Because this is creative, giving him Kaepernick and people like that. Next time, next breakup, which hopefully there won't be, but based on the context of this situation, there probably will be. Uh, go with him. Go, just go with Patriots running backs. That'll get you home. In the meantime, um, next... We have uh, someone very special dropping by who's probably listened to that segment, is probably really impressed with my football acumen as probably the greatest football mind to ever live. And uh, he really needs no introduction, so why don't we just go ahead and roll it. How cool is that? And how cool is this? Ladies and gentlemen, the man who keeps the lights on here in the basement it is Peyton Manny. Peyton, welcome to the basement. I'm thrilled to have you. Hey, Kyle. Thanks for having me, pal. Looking forward to having some fun. Oh, yeah. I, I got to start right out of the gate, Peyton, with an icebreaker. What advice would you have for someone who has to interview their boss? Well, I don't really look at it that way. Uh, I've never... Uh, had to interview Jim Ursay or uh, uh, the Bowen family during my time. So that would be a new one on me. Uh, I kind of interview Eli each day, and all he does is make mm-hmm. fun of my forehead. Uh, so uh, that's about as, as much advice as I can give you. I, I'll take it because I got to say, back in the day, you interviewing Mr. Ursay would have been electric content. I think that was actually a miss <laughs> that we did not do that because I'm seeing Ursay and he's a rock star now and he's doing all his stuff and he's got all kinds of things going on. But you mentioned, of course, you and Eli Payton, the Manning cast season one, massive success. It had to feel good for you and Eli to finally have a successful rookie season, right? It was fun to do it together, Kyle. Fun to do it with him. 10 Mondays is plenty. I don't want to see Eli every Monday, 17, way too many. So just the fact that we have 10 and we can have guests on there that love football as much as we do. I like hanging around with people, hanging out with people that love football as much as Eli and I do, from Condoleezza Rice in politics to Snoop Dogg uh, to current players. Uh, It's just a different way to do it. Uh, Looking forward to getting it started. We got uh, Broncos Seattle on Monday, nothing uh, uh, that game is not short on uh, drama and storylines. I think it'll be good football, too. Uh, so we're excited to kick it back off this season. Yeah, you know, there's always this this one-upmanship you have to do in TV, whether it's, you know, the next season of Game of Thrones has to be bigger and cooler, or even something that you've done, like SNL, the next season always has to be funnier. Season one of Manningcast was so good. So give us a little more. Like, give us a taste of season two. How do you outdo it? And, like, do you have a wish list for people to come on? What do we got? Yeah, uh, look, you know, to use a cheesy football analogy, uh, yeah. When I played for the Colts and the Broncos, we always believed in our staples of our offense, the plays that were in the game plan every week, right? 
we were going to run a lot of repeat plays. And so I am kind of a believer in that, that uh, if you're copying someone else's game plan each week, um, you might not execute as well. So I see, I think you'll see a lot of the same things that we did last year because it was different, right? Eli shooting the bird because he thought there was a delay. That was, I mean, I still can't stop laughing about that. Like, no, there's not a delay. Who said there was a delay? This is our fourth game. Uh, Snoop Dogg saying he wants to be a member of our family. Uh, you know, those are the things you can't predict. And so I hope we have more moments like that. Um, there were some guests that we tried to get last year that just didn't know a lot about it. So, so they passed. So we're going to reach out to them again. Although we will have some repeat guests. Like Snoop Dogg is going to be back. Sure. Condoleezza Rice, who knows football more than any of us, I think, is going to be back and um, uh, just try to keep it fresh. And, uh, and like I said, I told Eli he's got to get some new material, forehead jokes. He's maxed out. He's got to find something different. Yeah, you can't do the same forehead, the armpit sweat, and the chicken. You got to go with you got to go with new stuff. But it's funny, Peyton, because the, the the bird, which is really a double bird, lives on in infamy now. I, I was. I was texting uh, one of my best friends, and we like to, you know, talk bleep to each other. And I wanted to just send him, like, a screw you type gif or something. I, I go to the gif field where you just type in congratulations or I miss you. I typed in screw you, and the first one that comes up is Eli doing the double things. It's perfect. Like, it, perfect. that is never going away. <laughs> I mean, the fact that I've heard Eli tell that story probably 100 times, uh, Kyle, at yeah some, you know, Q&A sessions for some business conferences. He always <laughs> knows where he is. He always just gives the double fist. The fact that the one time he broke was on national TV <laughs> is priceless. It, it's, it's so good. And the second he did it, we all go, oh, my God, look what Eli just did. We cannot wait for season two. And you mentioned already Russ in Seattle. Peyton, week seven of the NFL season 2013, for the fans, it was a big deal that Peyton was going back to Indianapolis. Like, I feel like I was nervous about it. For you to live that and all you accomplished there, to come back with a new team, what was that like for you emotionally and what might Russ be feeling this weekend? Yeah, that was tough for me. I mean, Russell, uh, I've heard him say, it's not going to be any different. I'm focused on the game. And that's easier to say uh, right yeah. now in the, in the training camp. But on, on, on Monday night, there's no doubt he'll be feeling lots of emotions. I think it's kind of kind of shady that the NFL put this week one. Like you said, I had, you know, week seven, had some time to get used to it. I mean, Russell is still doesn't even know exactly what that uniform is going to feel like on him. Right. I could see him going to the wrong locker room, uh, you know, still getting to know some of these receivers. And so it'll be great theater, don't get me wrong, but uh, I could see there being, you know, some emotions, uh, could be some jitters early. I see Russ settling down and, and, and kind of uh, playing good football. But I also see Pete Carroll having that group fired up, right? People say Seattle's rebuilding. Pete Carroll says, BS, we're not. We are rolling full speed ahead. And Russell's never played in that crowd. That is a as loud a place as there is to play. They're always quiet and polite when Russell's playing for the Seahawks. So that would be different. It was emotional for me. You know, Kyle, you have kind of this decision to make. Do you put your game stone face on? not acknowledge the fans who are, you know, wearing your Colts jersey, saying your name, or do you kind of acknowledge them and wave to them and, you know, wave to the crowd after they do a tribute video? 
I sort of chose to acknowledge it because yeah. to, to, to go in there all stone-faced, I think just, just didn't feel right to me after my 14 years there and kind of what they meant for me. Yeah, I remember it being a beautiful night. I think you had the right game plan. I'm sure Russell will, too. It's true what you said about the way they did it week one. We're going to talk about kids in a second, but as the kids say these days, the schedule makers showed zero chill in just having them go right there. But it'll be entertaining for us, right? Um, listen, speaking of zero chill last night, Peyton, we watched, we watched Bill's Rams, and Josh Allen was already a phenomenon in week one. He was absolutely spectacular. You know, there's a part of the broadcast last night where they were telling this amusing childhood story where when he would drive to school his father even though when josh was a little kid would start peppering him with like fake journalist questions and preparing him to talk to the media and in fact josh would study guys like farve and yourself like to get to where he is today so two questions on your way to school was archie ever hitting you guys with questions like fake media writers for the pecune and what do you think of josh in general man yeah. No, I don't remember my dad ever doing that. We were playing uh, football trivia. You know, he would say 34. Yep. I had to say Walter Payton. Cooper had to say another 34. Oh, that was our game. Uh, so uh, good for Josh uh, getting ready. He was awesome. I mean, uh, he's better than last year. Uh, his decision making was quick. He was getting the ball out of his hands. He was turning and running right away. Wasn't taking a lot of, you know, you know, free shots, which is what defenses are going to try to get on him. So, uh, and their defense was like fast, angry. Kyle, it's an angry team, right? I like angry teams, right? That's I don't right. like teams that they are took. comfortable, settled in. Hey, let's just be happy to be here. They looked angry. Uh, the Rams looked great. Wow, did they look good? I mean, woo! No hangover at all from them from the Super Bowl. Uh, they're, they're, in, they're in peak form. Uh, yeah, look out AFC. I mean, Buffalo, people have been hyping them up, but I'm not saying they're going to go 17-0, and 0, but uh, they're for real. Yeah, the, the Rams are saying, somebody hold my hair back, I'm dry heaving, and somebody will get me some Denny's. Can somebody go to Denny's and get me some grease? Peyton, let's follow up on that, because you've, you've won the Super Bowl. Coming back the next season from the first one, I, I'm, I apologize for the stock NFL question, but what about that Super Bowl hangover? Did you feel it after you guys won the first one? Yeah, I mean, look, for me and our team, we had been knocking on the door. We had had our heart ripped out like Buffalo had. Yeah last year against the Chiefs, several playoffs in a row. And uh, so we were angrier and angrier and angrier. And finally, in 2006, we said enough's enough. This is ours. But I felt like we came back angry the next year in 2007. Uh, We were undefeated. We were 8-0 and just happened to lose our first game against another undefeated team. The Patriots who decided to remain undefeated until the Super Bowl. So, uh, look, I think the Rams will get it together. Uh, You still go back and remember that Packers-Saints game last year where everybody said the Packers are done and Aaron said, hey, let's calm down a little bit. Uh, I think Sean McVay will will calm them down. Aaron Donald, Stafford, Cup, those guys will get it going again. Rams will be in the mix at the end. I actually think they're going to be fine, too. I think week one is a notorious liar on the NFL schedule and anything you take from it. But, Peyton, back to Josh quickly. Uh, Josh comes on the show. He comes into the basement here every single Tuesday. And Josh loves movies, even more so than most athletes. So he said, 
he's got this long flight from Buffalo to L.A. and back, and he's missing a lot of the classics, like, because he's born in 96. He's not seen a lot of the 90s and 80s classics, so he had never seen Heat with De Niro and Pacino. I assigned it to him. He's going to come back next week with a review of Heat, so I wonder if you might help us, because you know the stuff so well, too. A sort of 90s or 80s era movie that we can suggest as part of the Josh Allen Film Festival. You know, I mean, I did this to all of our rookies uh, one year. Uh-huh. We were in meetings, and I was saying phrases from these movies. I was saying, this is crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy. He, <laughs> lo- he wants these cans, and I'm hearing crickets, right? I- I'm getting nothing, no response. I said, look, here's your homework this week. Uh, I want you to watch. Let's go. Um, uh, vacation, The Jerk, yep. Caddyshack, Stripes, mm-hmm. Okay. Watch those movies. I don't want to hear about old school. I don't want to hear about, you know, some, you know, movie a couple years ago. I want you to watch the classics. And they all went and watched them. And they were like, we didn't really get it. Like, you know, Uh it just seems silly. I'm like, don't talk to me. I'm not throwing the ball to you all week in practice. So um, I'd go with uh, Vacation and Fletch to start for Josh Allen. That's great. You know, Dallas Clark, with all due respect to, to Super Bad or whatever you're watching, go back and watch Ghostbusters. You know, have you seen that? That's exactly. what we're going to recommend. Okay? Okay. Yes. All right, yes. so Josh Inspiring is going to get that movie. next week. He'll have a thought on it. Of course. Uh, meanwhile, Peyton, uh, Capital One College Bowl, I love game shows. I have an affection for just college kids who are trying to be out there and be ambitious. Sophomore season, back-to-back episodes tonight. Tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, NBC. You can watch it on Peacock. It is you. It is Cooper. Tell us what we can expect. It's a much better show and game this year, Kyle, for a couple reasons. We had 16 teams. Felt like a March Madness, Sweet 16 March. We had a live audience. Last year, we, we, we were dealing with COVID restrictions. We had parents of the students there. We had mascots from University of Washington and BYU. We had bands there. It felt like a like a game, right? It felt like a college football game. We're introducing the players. Cooper and I are just trying to stay out of the way. Cooper can't help but get in the way. I'm just trying to pronounce the questions correctly, Kyle. I had an hour pronunciation <laughs> meeting every morning. I'm like, I don't, I'm not even going to ask what this word means. Just tell me how to say it. And, uh, but the kids, look, they're smart, they're engaging, but they're all playing for life-changing scholarship money. And the losing team each gets $5,000. The winning team gets over $100,000, thanks to Capital One. That's what connected with me, Kyle, because I've been a part of scholarships at HBCUs and my alma mater, uh, honored my old teammate, Demarius Thomas, uh, his family with a scholarship from uh, Georgia Tech, some of them his hometown. It's a game-changing event to give someone the opportunity to get an education. In this case, these students can pay off student loans, go to grad school, let their little brother go to college. And so those moments were real when these kids were finding out how much scholarship money they were winning. That was the best part about it for me. And it shows when you watch, it, you, you perfectly stick the landing. It's funny as hell. It's entertaining, but then it's got that heart. It is a great thing to watch either with your kids, your wife, your husband. It's on tonight. It's, it's back-to-back episodes, 8 o'clock. Everybody watch it tonight. Peyton's great, obviously, in it, and Cooper's amazing. <laughs> Peyton, I know you, though. Like, you have such an appreciation for those who came before you, whether it was Marino and Montana and football. 
Who is your, like, your game show host idol? Who's the one that you looked at, like, that was my guy growing up, or my girl? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm a little different than Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers, like, could be the host of Jeopardy, but he could also right. win Jeopardy as a contestant, <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's real. That's authentic. Like, yeah. I couldn't get any of these questions right, and sometimes <laughs> I butcher the word the keyword to the question and they still get the question right. So I'm completely out of place. And so did I study film with Alex Trebek? Absolutely not. It's just not even a comparison, <laughs> but if we're going to talk great hosts, I mean, we got to go with Dick Clark and uh, let's Wayne go Martindale, right? Those, let's go with those guys. Yeah. Those are, those are truly like, like the Bart stars and the YA tittles. Like they, they ran, they walked so you guys could run the classics. It doesn't surprise me at all. Peyton, before you go and you're the best. And I love that we get to do Kyle Brent's basement with Omaha. I have one more question for you that I think is really important. Like you, I have a younger brother who I look to help out a little bit. Now he's significantly younger than me. My younger brother, Austin, he is having his bachelor party this fall. I'm the best man. I have to plan it. He told me for his bachelor party, he wants to go to a big time Southern college football game. We have identified a weekend and I need you to help me pick where we should go. And I have a feeling you have a take. Here's our four options on this weekend. We could go to Tennessee against Alabama. Ole Miss, which is getting a lot of uh, votes against Auburn, or you go to Florida State, we've got playing Clemson, or Florida. So Tennessee, Ole Miss, Florida State, or Florida, where should we go for the bachelor party and why? It's a two-man race for sure. It's Knoxville <laughs> or Oxford. Depending on the times of the games, you could I probably couldn't do both. Um, golly, <laughs> it's so hard to pick. Look, I mean – I'm all balls. I'm all orange. But I grew yeah. up going to Ole Miss football games. I mean, those were yeah. the games that I went to on Saturdays. You know, I didn't go to a lot of LSU games. Uh, yeah. So I have such great memories there. You know, once I chose to go to Tennessee, they stopped talking to me for about five <laughs> years until Eli chose Ole Miss and they kind of let me back in the club. But, uh, you know, my parents, Cooper, Eli, all have places in Oxford. I'm allowed to come yeah. like once every two years. I can't come that much. <laughs> so uh, now you got one weekend. You got uh, – I'm going with Knoxville. Tennessee, Alabama. Got to do it. Balls are going to upset Alabama. You're going to witness Let's greatness go. in history right there uh, at Shields Watkins Field at Neyland Stadium. So yeah. uh, um, I go to Ole Miss uh, for his uh, five-year anniversary. I got it. It's a great answer. Knoxville is the answer from Peyton. I think the most compelling response we got from the internet was, look, if you're going to have your bachelor party at Ole Miss, there's not going to be a wedding. So go to Knoxville. <laughs> so I'm like, good this, idea. <laughs> this is true. That is brilliant uh, advice. Absolutely. So it looks like it's going to be Knoxville. Peyton, a lot of times on these shows, the guest will end by saying thanks for having me. In this case, the host is going to say it. Thank you for having me here at Omaha. I am honored. I am extremely proud. And uh, I'm going to work my ass off on this show. Thank you so much, Peyton. Kyle, thanks for having me. Proud to be a teammate of you. Looking forward to having a lot of fun. Watch Peyton tonight at 8 o'clock. It's a great show. You're the best. See you next time. Lions, Tigers, and Tailgates. Oh, my. College football season is always the greatest time of the year. You put on a jersey, get your face painted, break out the foam finger, but it's all about the food. And nothing gets you more fired up for game day than Eckrich Smoked Sausage. They're naturally hardwood smoked and have the perfect blend of spices. 
from buffalo sausage dip to sausage chili mac and cheese, Eckrich Smoked Sausage is a quick way to bring flavor to all your tailgate meals. Visit Eckrich.com for easy, one-of-a-kind sausage recipes. Eckrich, you do you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's my employer. That is my boss. That is the man who keeps the lights on, like I said. Love Peyton Manning. Glad he joined us. He's always aware of everything. He really is. He has this great field awareness, life awareness. I'm not as aware, which is why we have a segment that gives me the headlines maybe I might have missed. We call it Brant Awareness. Go ahead and roll it. All right, for that, we always bring in super producer Sam Pepper standing in front of his cool digital thermostat. Sam, uh, your last name is Pepper. As a child, were you discouraged from going into the medical field at all? Because that would have been hilarious. That and the Army, Kyle. No Sergeant Peppers in my family either. Um, (laughs) Those were the two limitations for us. It's almost as if Sam has heard those remarks before. Uh, I'm sorry, we need, your, your, your wife needs life-saving surgery. We need to operate right now. No problem. Dr. Pepper is here. I'm out of here. I'm not go- I'd rather go to Dr. Quack than Dr. Pepper. And Sergeant Pepper would have been, been kind of badass. Um, we have other places to go with your name. I'm always fascinated by it. You swear it's real. I don't know if it is or not, but I know these headlines are. So what do you got for me and Brant Awareness right there? All right, all right. First up, no deal for Lamar in Baltimore. It was oh announced today that he turned down the Ravens' offer. So he'll make $23 million this season and is expected to be franchise tagged next season. Harbaugh said today, though, that Lamar is going to be the quarterback in Baltimore for a long time. Kyle, what do you make of all this? I don't know if he is. Look, let me personalize this. All right, Lamar doesn't have an agent. That gets talked about all the time. And I, I, there's a lot of reasons that I like and appreciate why he doesn't have an agent. If Lamar has an agent, he has a long-term contract right now. My belief, it is done. He makes a ton of money, and the words about John Harbaugh saying that he's going to be our con- quarterback for a long time are true. Look, I, I have an agent, okay? The money that I'm going to make from today's episode of this show, I will give 10% of that to the agent. I hate that, of course. Everybody hates it. You resent it. But I like being taken care of. I, I, I didn't go to law school. I don't, I'm an intelligent guy, as you might be, you know, in what you do, but I don't know the intricacies of that. I want someone to take care of me and handle it, who is a professional negotiator, who knows all the nuances and can split every hair. I just, I like being taken care of. It bothers me. Like, I, I, I'm protective of Lamar because I like him a lot as a player, and I think he's a different kind of athlete, and I totally, we need those guys. If he has an agent, it's done. If Drew Rosenhaus is in this equation, it is done. I mean, the guy, the Sean Watson's agent is that Lamar probably has a billion dollars guaranteed, and he has nothing now. He has one year. I just, it's frustrating to me because here's, it just play this out, and I hate it, and I don't want to put the energy out there. Lamar's running around this week, and I think he's got the Giants, right? No, he's the got the Jets, Jets. The Jets. Yeah. All right, he's got the Jets. You, you know what we're all thinking. Lamar makes this crazy athletic play, and he jukes somebody, and he goes down in non contact. And it's his Achilles, or it's his ACL, or it's a full knee reconstruction. Then it's just, it's a bleeping nightmare. 
I, I hate it. I hate it. I, I don't have any levity or jokes or anything, any sort of like real life talk about this other than to say it makes me very uncomfortable because Lamar Jackson should be a superstar for years in this league. I re- it really bothers me. And I just want to say one angle that I think is interesting. Is it possible, because we don't know because there's no agent talking and the Ravens aren't saying squat and they're getting ready for football. Is it possible the Ravens has, have decided as an organization to zag from what everybody else is doing? And by that I mean they're saying... No, we're not going to do the thing where we give our quarterback 200 million guaranteed. We're, we're just, we're not doing it. And we have people who study these things and they study how difficult it is to win a Super Bowl when you have that much money tied up in one player, even a great player. Is it possible that they're saying that and they're saying, look, do the statistics, do the studies. These guys who get the massive, massive quarterback deals do not win the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has not been to a Super Bowl in no small part, guys. Let's just call it what it is because he takes a lot of the pie and there's not enough money to pay other players. I mean, he gets good players and gets the playoffs because he's that good. What if the Ravens are just like, screw it? Not only that, not only that, we think that maybe Lamar's best football might be behind him. Might be. No, no. He's still a young man, but he's played some pretty incredible seasons. He got injured again last year. That thing where his backup quarterback played really well and is really cheap. And someone just said, damn it, I know we love Lamar. And I know this is kind of what we do in the NFL. If you have a superstar quarterback, you have to pay him because that's the going rate. What if we do business differently? We're a really successful organization with Super Bowl titles who get to the playoff all the time. What if we just say, sorry, Lamar, we're just not doing it. We're not going to give you that $45 million a year, that type of thing. And we'd love to have you, but we just can't do it because we don't think that equates to winning Super Bowls, and that is what the Ravens are all about. We are not going to pay that for a asset that is not appreciating. I don't know. It would be a hard line. It would be really different because everyone's just doing it. Just pay him, pay him, pay him. We got a guy, we got to pay him. We'll find out what comes out of this. In the meantime, pray for Lamar Jackson's health. And by the way, this might end with him being another team. Everyone's jumping on that he's going to be the Packers quarterback next year. It's Who knows? That's for the offseason. For now... Philippe and Lamar, stay healthy and really think about getting an agent because I think if he gets an agent at 2 o'clock today, I think they have a contract done by 2.15. That's all I'll say. What else you got, Pepper? All right. Well, next up, actual games this week. Browns-Panthers. Baker facing his former team. Get this, apparently, Baker sent a heartfelt message to Miles Garrett, and Garrett admitted earlier this week that he never responded. Kyle, your thoughts? We got to play this game. Let's start the game. Start the game. We're, we're to the point, Pepper, where it's like, you know, these guys promoting a boxing fight, and we get it. You know, McGregor and Mayweather, you're doing up and you're reciting it. You're going through your pro wrestling routine. We, we're now into the, once you get into the text minutia of one text, one didn't, play the game. I mean, did, did Baker at least get triple dots back for a second, and then he deleted it? Was there an emoji in the text? What was Baker's text? What, who knows? Now we're speculating about whether Baker changed his phone number to go with a Charlotte, North Carolina number instead of a Cleveland one. I think it is the most important Browns game in the last decade. And that includes two playoff games. I'll put it on equal with them. Because they are humiliated and embarrassed, even more so than they already have been for the last six months to a year, if Baker Mayfield takes the ball and punches into the end zone about four times. That is a terrible, terrible look for them. And it's also, I feel like, the closest we've ever come to a one-on-one football game. Doesn't this feel like the other 20 guys on the field could just take off? Just let Miles and Baker do this thing. It just feels like 
Miles Garrett has to maintain Cleveland's dignity and sack Baker five times, and Baker Mayfield needs to set the Browns on fire and score 12 touchdowns. It feels that way. We had t-shirts, dog collars. Now we're into the text messages. It's my favorite game this week. I think it's my favorite game on the schedule for the entire season. I've talked about it a lot this week. We need to play the game. I wish we could flex it to Saturday because we got to go. One team is going to be, one guy, either the Browns as an organization or Baker Mayfield is going to be pissed off and embarrassed after this. He didn't reply to his text. Kind of actually sneaky like it because I want animosity between the two of them. He probably should have replied to the text. But that said, got to play the game. Let's kick off. I feel the way I bit about last night, Sam. Like, we got to start football. I can't keep talking about all this nonsense in the offseason. And we got to start with the Panthers and the Browns. Let's, let's start the game. You re- Are you with me? I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm ready to go. Thank game you. of the year. Week one. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Finally, Chargers host the Raiders. Rematch of that week 18 overtime game that ended LA's postseason hopes last season. Justin Herbert says he's been thinking about this matchup for six or seven months. Kyle, what are you expecting in this one? Do you trust the Chargers? That's basically about it. I, I've, I've said it all week. The two most dangerous things to say in NFL media right now are being said a lot. Number one is, I'm out on the Patriots. I don't think they have it. Be careful. Number two is, I'm in on the Chargers. This is the year. Be careful. Do you trust the Chargers? On the same note, you trust Derek Carr? You went on Derek Carr, he's the, he's the guy, he's one of the alphas. Don't tell me he's just good and can win some games. Derek Carr is going to take the Raiders to the title game this year. He's going to beat the Chargers. I don't know, I just love it. Some people have also been saying, this morning there was conversation at work about, man, why don't they give us some warm-up games before we get into these real rivalry games in division? I, you want more warm-up? Haven't we, haven't we had eight months of NFL warm-up, stupid preseason games, yeah, inner squad practices, training camp, mini camp. Not enough with a warm-up. I actually think there should be a mandate that all week one games should have to be rivalry games. I'm not exactly sure why the Cardinals are playing the Chiefs this weekend. I like it, but I would like the Chiefs to play the Broncos. I would like the Cardinals to play the Niners. I think it should start out that way, right out of the gate. Raiders, Chargers, who do you trust more? I like both of these teams. I have both of them in the playoffs if we're still talking predictions. But I think the Chargers are going to win. I think I, I trust them. And I like the coach. I know he's a little nuts, but I like him. And I also like him so much, Sam. I want to do an experiment right here. All right? Bring up Pepper. Bring up in his side screen with his digital thermostat that he's just flexing on everybody. Um, I want you to do, we're going to do an experiment. People say when you can't pick a game, you might as well just throw darts or flip a coin. As you know, I have a dartboard here in the basement. So let's do an experiment. I want you to predict the final score of Chargers Raiders, whatever you think it may be. You know sports really well. Pick Chargers Raiders final score, and then I'm going to throw a dart, two darts, at the dartboard, and whatever numbers it lands on, that will be my prediction for the final score. Chargers points, and then Raiders points, and we will see if I can actually get closer, which A says maybe you don't know as much as I just said you do, and B maybe says football predictions are impossible. So without further ado, the Sam Pepper Week 1 LA Chargers versus Las Vegas Raiders final score prediction. The floor is yours. All right. I think the Chargers get this one 30 to 24. I believe in the Raiders, but I think the Chargers are just a little bit better. All right. 30 to 24 is that perfect, like, milk toast score prediction. Just standard <laughs> issue widget on the factory line. 30 to 24 is one of the great score predictions that is like so middle of the road so it's never no one ever predicts you know i got it 12 10 or i got it i'm gonna go 51 to 47 it's always 30 to 24 but i said we're gonna do the darts give me the sky cam i give me the sky cam we're going here 
Now, I got the dartboard over here. Normally, I save it for the end of the show. In fact, oh, wait, I brought the darts already. I thought ahead. This was pre-produced. So you see the dartboard over there. That's how we're going to do it. Remind me, this game, is it is it Chargers at Raiders? Is that what we're dealing with here? Chargers, who's, who's their visiting team? We are Chargers in at LA. Raiders? We are in we're LA. We're in LA. All right, so it's the Raiders at SoFi Stadium. So they're the visiting team. Based on this dart throw, this is going to be the Raiders score. All right, because I'll do them first because they're the visitors, okay? Raiders are going to score. i got to fix the dart. I want to make sure there's integrity here. The Raiders in this game are going to score. Here we go. And doubles and triples both apply. Here we go. Raiders, here's your point total. Okay, the tail came off, but that's a that's a tough beat for the Raiders. They have eight points. <laughs> eight. <laughs> so the Devontae thing, guys, it didn't work out. It, it just didn't. McDaniels has a lot of work to do. Derek Carr was picked off four times. However, they might win. If I throw a three here, what a triumphant victory, an 8-3 final score. I guarantee it'll be more accurate than 30 to 24. Because the Raiders have eight. Here's how much the Chargers have. The Chargers will score two, two, two points. Raiders win. Raiders. Yeah. What a clutch win. So the Chargers only got a safety. I imagine it's going to be Bosa or Mack. And then somehow the eight points held up. Sam Pepper, you have it at 30 to 24 Chargers. I have it it at eight to two Raiders. How do you feel? I feel a little more confident in my score than your score. But, um, you know, you never know what happens. That's why they play the games. Eight to two. Damn it. That probably won't come true. But can you imagine the gift from the football gods if I actually stick the landing on that? Absolutely at least it's incredible. a possible. At least it's a possible score. At least you didn't get a one on there. Uh, that would yeah. Be a then we would have had to read. That's probably one of those scoregamis. Has there ever been an eight to two game in NFL history? We'll find we'll out. We'll have to look. Uh, Pepper, we'll I think we're look. done with brand awareness. Are you right? Do we have more to talk about? We are. No, that's All it. Right. Go get it. Uh, go get a nice tall beer or whatever you're into. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We have to throw more darts. That's what this show needs. We always end every single show um, by having, we have a random list of topics that the producers came up with, 1 through 20. And I've not really seen them, studied them, don't know what's coming. I will throw a dart, hopefully better than I did for the, the, um, the Chargers. And whatever one I land on, number two is embarrassing childhood memory. Three is first football memory. And eight is do you believe in ghosts? And then it goes all the way through to 20. And uh, I hope it doesn't land on five. Who wants a real world anecdote? Four, Kyle's engagement story. You'll all throw up. Seven, movie quote on the spot. 17, rather. 14 and 17. Without further ado, I'm really sorry about that to the Los Angeles Chargers. Darts is not my game, but whatever number it hits here, I will go to that category and uh, tell you a little story. Here we go. The number is. Hold on, hold on. We got to go to that. We got to go to the. That is really close. It is not an 18. That, my friends, is a four. Now it's technically a doubled four, but we're just going to stick with four. What is category number four on dart roulette? Have I ever seen a UFO? All right, no, I, I, I'm just going to, I hate to disappoint everybody, and everyone seems to have that UFO story, but 
I've not seen a UFO, and if I had seen a UFO, you would probably know because it would be how I started and ended every conversation. I don't think I would be able to have a job on television talking about football or anything because all I would ever want to talk about is the time I saw that UFO. And I hate to say it like this, guys, but we're in an era where I'm, I'm holding a phone right now and using it as a camera. You mean to tell me that the smartphone, which has been around, I think, for about 14 years, 15 years, where is our UFO footage? Everybody films everything. Their kid throws up. They're, they want them to do it again just so they can film it. I can go now and see 50 different examples of people getting punched out in a street fight in the gas lamp district of San Diego last night. That's specific. And I can't see one convincing flying saucer or anything. Come on. I know the truth is out there in the X-Files and I'm, I'm going to get blowback from UFO guy or UFO girl. I would love to see UFO. I would love to see a ghost. I would love to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Right now, I, I don't have really any of them. Um, just because I'm someone who needs to see proof. I'm sorry. I'm a skeptic. I don't believe in UFOs until I see one. If you have video, this is a great social call out. My producers were like this. Send us videos of the UFOs that you have seen. Right? I would like to see that. The next, until then, the next closest thing to seeing a UFO would be to see a Chicago Bears win this weekend, which might be just as unlikely, but I like the Bears in an upset over the Niners. That's it. That's the week. Thank you, Peyton Manning. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm going to have a tall, tall ice-cold martini and think about UFOs. Enjoy the weekend. See you next week.